From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Chuck Quirmbach, filling in for Mayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Well, hi, J.R. Welcome to the Inauguration Week edition of Capital Notes. Well, thanks for having me. have a big ceremony at the state capitol on Tuesday. Governor Evers and other state leaders being sworn in and making speeches. Uh, first of all, on Evers, do we have any inkling of what he might try to say in his address? Well, that's what we're kind of watching is the tone the governor is going to set. You know, he gave a number of uh, year-end interviews talking about his priorities. We know he is going to, for example, reflect past priorities, legalizing marijuana, for example, expanding Medicaid through the Affordable Care Act, things that Republicans have rejected before outright. The question is going to be how they work together going forward. You know, Robin Voss, in an interview I did with him, kind of warned the governor that there's maybe a path for medical marijuana, but if he puts it in his budget, you know, recreational marijuana, it scares Republicans who are afraid that medical marijuana is just a gateway to full legalization, which they don't want. So there are things like that. It'd be interesting to watch how they play off each other, how they work together. They did not have a really good working relationship the last couple of years. Uh, can they improve that? That's kind of the question that remains to be seen as we move forward in this new session. So the first few words from Evers might uh, set a tone. What, what about other statewide leaders? They also get to make speeches Tuesday, don't they? Yeah, all the constitutional officers, the governor, new lieutenant governor, Sarah Rodriguez, who'd been a state lawmaker, um, Josh Call to a second term, John Lieber, state treasurer, Doug LaFollette, yeah, another term as secretary of state, all 99 members of the assembly we sworn in, plus the state senators who won their elections in November. It's all about kind of setting a tone, laying out, I, for example, I expect Josh Call is going to lay out his priorities. You know, he's going to talk about what he wants to do with the Department of Justice and call on the legislature to give him more tools to address crime, things like that. Uh, he's been calling on lawmakers to invest more in shared revenue, for example, which is the state aid to local governments, arguing that is a key thing to helping them fight crime. Will they do that? Will they give him or give cities what they've been looking for in terms of more aid. Let me ask about some of those legislators, the new ones that are sworn in, Darren Madison and Ryan Clancy, Milwaukee Democratic Socialists, Bob Donovan, former Milwaukee alderman, uh, now a Republican state representative, or soon to be, the first Latina state senator, Rachel Cabral-Guerrera, and also the political rebirth of Republican Senator Rob Hutton. Any Thing in particular you want to say about those uh, maybe fascinating stories? Well, it's going to be interesting to see for Democrats how they manage things in the Assembly, for example. They know that while they kept Republicans short of a two-thirds majority in that House by two seats, that if their members are missing, it changes the numbers. So it's all a math game. You have to have two-thirds members present to override a veto or to vote for an override of the veto. So if Republicans are all there and you have four Democrats missing for some reason, you could open the door to Assembly Republicans trying to rush through a, a veto override, for example. So it's going to be interesting to watch how they work on making sure members are there, the messaging they have. About Bob Donovan, could he be part of the coalition to get Milwaukee more money, or is he going to be relied on, do you think, as, well, here's a guy that knows the city budget pretty well and where things could be consolidated? That's excellent question. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch how he navigates this first session, Bob is the only Republican in the Assembly who holds a seat that both Tony Evers and Mandela Barnes won 
in November. Now, if you break down the results of the governor's race and Senate races by legislative district, you see who got more votes than the other candidate. And that's the only one that both Evers and Barnes won. There are a few other seats in the assembly that Evers won that Barnes didn't. They're held by Republicans. But this is one that will be a top target for Democrats in 2024. I hate to look ahead already, you know, to the next election, but that'll be on people's minds. So Donovan's going to have an interesting task ahead of him. What kind of line does he walk? Is he going to be a straight party line, regardless of the consequences, or are you trying to be more of a bipartisan lawmaker in a, you know, Democratic-leaning seat? Well, let the 2023 games begin anyway. Thanks, JR. Anytime. That was J.R. Ross of wispolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Chuck Quirmbach. Listen for our segments every Monday and check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>